funky, just sulky, over funky, kinda hunky, superhero, hot to twisted and electrically transistored superhero, and exotically erotic and aquatic superhero, the Marvel superheroes have arrived. Hello and welcome to Marvel Vision, a Marvel Studios TV show podcast brought to you by Cinema Sangha. My name is Devin Faraci, joining me as he traditionally does. My name is Derek Faraci, and I won't kill myself trying to stay in your life. I got no distance left to run. That's an... I, I feel it's the most you and the lyrics are the most grim. <laughs> and yet I'm not a very grim person. You're not, but that's like the most you. Like in terms of like yeah. the music and stuff that you like. That's I do like listen to, to a lot of sad sack music. Sad bastard music. That's, that's, yeah. that's your deal. Yeah. Um, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's raining here. Oh, that's good. Raining in Los Angeles, California. Very exciting. We've had an unbelievable heat wave. Um, I mean, unbelievable, like two weeks of 100 degree heat. And uh, now it's raining. There's a tropical storm in the Pacific that's giving us some rain. And it's still super fucking hot, but it's raining. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully it help a little with your 20 year drought. I don't think there's enough. But I think a lot not of even rain. remotely. Yeah. Not even remotely. months of rain. Yeah, I think certainly much more than the half inch that we're of, of drizzle that we're because when, when it rains in LA, it isn't like Blade Runner. Yes, yeah. It like generally is like a drizzle, or sometimes it's like a an intermittent pissing. Like it rarely is like a truly hard rain like you get on the East Coast or the Midwest. I think in my decade living in LA in California, I can think of one time where it was like a hard rain. You know, where I was like, holy crap, it's really yeah, I can, down. I can think of a couple of times, but th- they also don't last. No, they, they'll last like maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then right. the end of that. you'll get yeah. like hit with the really hard part and then it's gone. It isn't like in other parts of the country where it might just do that all night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's like Which nice considering to- when you have a light, a light rain there, everything floods. It's probably for the best. I'm, I'm just waiting ways. for all the houses to come tumbling down the Hollywood Hills. Amazed that it has never happened. <laughs> Honestly, uh, but you know, being from the East Coast and having lived out here for over fifteen years now, um, I just I miss that kind of weather, you know. So I I I made sure to go outside in the rain and just uh, appreciate it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we get uh, we get a lot of that here in Michigan. So, do we have any uh, Marvel news or superhero we news? We do. Um, in an interview on BBC One, Taika uh, Waititi. Revealed that Jesus was supposed to appear in Thor Love and Thunder. Wow. But uh, they decided just to mention him instead. <laughs> I mean, frankly, a wise move. <laughs> yeah, probably would have been a little rough. Yeah, they already were like protesting Disney groomers, uh, let alone if they did a Jesus joke in Thor. I can't even imagine how that would have gone over. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he said... Uh, you know, they, they say God of Carpentry, and he said there was supposed to be a cutaway to Big J. But they chose not to. Very funny. So he doesn't even say if, like they had a, an actor as Jesus. He just it was says, just a, yeah, yeah, a thing they probably talked decided about. real early. Like, I imagine somebody higher up in Marvel was like, no, you're not going to. Yeah, there's no way. I can go that far. No way. But apparently in the making of that I have not watched, you get to see all the other, a bunch of the other gods. Nice. So I'll have to check that out. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet either. Nope. nope. Uh, moving on, Ironheart has cast Shakira Barrera 
who I know from uh, Glow. Yep. So that's exciting. That is nice. So once again, this is a show where I feel like a lot of the actors being cast are playing characters we don't know who they necessarily are. Yes. Um, or it might be a large number of original characters potentially. Uh, I'm very, I'm very curious. Yeah, I don't know too much about uh, Ironheart's supporting cast, so I can't like, yeah, even begin to guess who's playing what. Yeah. But there you go. That's exciting. Uh, today at D23, they revealed a new Marvel game that is Captain America and Black Panther fighting in World War II. And it looks what kind of great. What kind of game? Uh, hard to say from what they showed, but it looks like it's going to be like a possibly a third person action game. It's uh, being made by uh, what's the name of the company? Skybound, I think, is the company. And Skydance. I'm sorry, Skydance. And uh, the person writing it is the writer of the Uncharted games. What if it's like a puzzle game? Like you I have to like you have to like match five to have Captain America punch Hitler. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> there are four characters you can play as. Sometimes I play Marvel Puzzle Quest on my phone. I play it every day. I I gave up the every day a long time ago, but every now and again when I'm a little bit bored, I'll go bust it out and play a yeah. little bit. I, I play it every day and then I'll stop for like five months, six months, and then I'll jump in and play it every day for like two months and then stop again. And that's how I do it. There was a game. There's a game called Marvel Strike Force. Yes. And I was playing that every day. And okay. I joined. Uh, I joined a clan. Yeah. An alliance. And. I got like really into it. So, the, but the thing is, the game it's a fucking phone game. Yeah, it requires about an hour and a half daily work. Yeah, it's like it, it gets tedious. And then on top of that, the alliance demanded like a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, "What do you guys do all day? <laughs> that like you have four and a half <laughs> hours out of your day to spend playing a fucking phone game? You they must all be office guys who don't actually do any work. I mean, that's all that I can imagine. Or they're all unemployed. I mean, it's so nuts. But I ended up quitting um, because one of the alliance guys yelled at me for not participating in something. Okay, and I was like, "What am I doing? I have some stranger yelling at me on my phone <laughs> because I didn't hit a node in the raid." Uh, cause I was busy having a life. Like I was like, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing with myself? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, as, as an alcoholic, I'm very familiar with the idea of hitting bottom. And I was like, oh, this is a bottom. Like I'm hitting, <laughs> this is rock bottom <laughs> when you're on your fucking phone game and some guy is yelling at you because you yeah. didn't hit the node that day. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a little much. Uh, it's too much, but I'm still subscribed to the subreddit. And, uh, cause I was subscribed for a while, you know, just like to get like tips and tricks and yada, yada, yada. And all that anybody does is com- on that subreddit is complain about how much the game sucks <laughs> and the game does fucking suck. Like they make it impossible to farm new characters. They make you have to spend money. You can't not spend money. Yeah. Um, there were characters that I wanted to get that I didn't, I, I didn't want to spend money. Right. So like the first time they were available, you just could never get enough shards or pieces of them to actually get them. Sure. And then you're like, okay, that's fine. I'll just wait till the second time they come. Like they're like a, a timed event. Like every couple of months they do it again. And then I'll wait till the next time. And then the next time, still not enough. And you're like, oh, I'm going to take a year and a half to get this character. Yeah. And that character I need to have to unlock other characters. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Like the, the only way to do this, that this is one of those games that like um, Saudi princes play and just spend a ton of money. They just buy everything. Sure. 
Um, there's a Saudi prince who's a big Trek guy, and there was a Star Trek game I used to play, and he was the biggest spender on the Star Trek game, and he was always like number one on all the leaderboards and stuff like that because he just paid money. Like he just didn't care. Like he would, you know, if he ran out of lives or he needed to, or he couldn't get through a level or whatever, he would just spend the money to do it because all those games allow you to spend money to win. Yeah. Um, Go to the resource shop. And all these whales. There was a guy on the Reddit saying, you know, I've been playing this game for a couple of years now, and I spent on average like $800 a month on it. And I was like, what the fuck is what your life? Fuck? Dude, buy That's, a house. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine having $800 extra a month and spending it on a phone game. It's crazy. That's wild. Like that's great. Like like get cocaine and hookers. Like eight hundred dollars a month of just spending money. Like that that's what you should be doing with it. Not 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 playing a, a Marvel superheroes phone game. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. That's insane. <laughs> that's an insane amount of money. That's an annual amazing vacation in money that he's just throwing away. Yeah, yeah, eight a month. That's that's a lot. That's like eight over eight grand, isn't it? It's like it's like yeah, it's like over like nine something uh, a yeah, year. Yeah, it's fucking. Right? It's like crazy. Yeah. Go to fucking Europe. <laughs> it's crazy. Man. But you know, he can't go to Europe because he um, the game refreshes at every 12 hours. And if he happens oh. to be in the air, he'll miss the refresh and he'll miss everything. Uh oh. So he, you know, he needs, he needs to stay always on the phone. There are yeah. guys on that subreddit, they, they, they set alarms on their phone to wake up in the middle of the night so That's that they, when, they, when the refresh happens at 2 a.m. or whatever, they're able to get in there and do their thing. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Yes. These like feel that. like really predatory games. Like these, these people don't feel okay. They feel like not okay, like mentally. Yeah. And I think it's maybe hitting the same brain center that gambling does. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And it really feels very predatory to me. I mean, th- that was a big thing with like, um, what's that game that everybody liked? I don't know if people play Overwatch with the the boxes, the drop boxes. The loot boxes, boxes yeah. Overwatch, but just loot boxes in general. There's a thing of like, that's gambling. Like you're, yeah. you're essentially gambling, so you got to stop that. So, How do we get to a place people like I will pay five dollars and maybe get the character I want? Because the game is free, and then you're like, it's just five bucks. But it's just like it's so just funny. Because a month. Because that's the thing is like that's like that's like the mindset. You're like I instead of paying five bucks and getting the character you want, you pay five bucks and maybe you get the character you want. It's totally nuts. Yeah. All I right. What else we got? Video game today. What'd you get this week? I bought the. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. That's 13 games, all the classic games. Wow. And I bought it because I wanted to play the original NES game. I was like, God, I used to love that game. And I played it for 10 minutes. I was like, this game's fucking terrible. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, yeah, a lot of NES games are very bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is It's not the arcade one. It's literally the NES one where you like, keep just walking into like sewer holes, and then you have to fight a bunch of guys who like just keep walking into you until you die and they're like what are you gonna do yeah a lot of these nes games are bad. what's really interesting is playing these old nes or atari games you realize that the real challenge is that the input system is garbage and that's yes. why these games are hard yes. uh, and, and there's no explanations of anything right yeah you know, like, like even like this game this turtles game comes with like you can go read the the booklet for the game oh wow. i read the booklet and i was like all right, what's going on here? How is that? What am I, am I doing things right? And it doesn't really explain anything. It's like, if you lose one of your turtles, you can find them later on and save them by touching their hand. I'm like, find them where? What are you talking about? <laughs> I can't get through the first level. Please help me. All right, what else we got for news? 
the new Black Adam trailer came out. Um, so I want to hear you talk about it because you are the guy with the most connection to the JSA. I felt it was very bland. Very it's not bland a good trailer. trailer. I don't think it's a good trailer. I also think that if you don't know anything about Black Adam or the JSA, a.k.a. 99% of the universe, um, there's nothing in that trailer that I think would make you be like, oh, I got to see that. Like, there's no great line. There's nothing that explains who these characters are in any way. There's just nothing there. You know, it's just like, I mean, they're selling it just on The Rock. Hey, you know The Rock. Yep. And that's what they're selling it on. But uh, I don't know. I did. It did not do anything for me. It's saying. not a good trailer. I thought it was not an interesting trailer. Um, it looks really, yeah, really generic. Um, it it makes it seem like that we already, like, I already know what the whole movie is. Like, it doesn't, I mean, maybe I'm going to be really very, very surprised. Different. I feel like they're not bothering to tell you anything about the movie itself. Like, what is the plot? The plot is that, I mean, I'm going to say this just from the trailer. Black Adam gets his powers in the past when his son is killed from somehow and then he ends up sleeping for 5,000 years and he comes to life in the modern day and he just keeps blowing up airplanes and uh, as, as a danger to international aviation uh, the Justice Society who have apparently moved into the X mansion yes which um, I'm very upset by that uh, they come to tell him to cut it out and Dr. Fate tells him that he can either save the world or destroy it and then also the devil shows up Yes, Sabak. That's what I. That's what I can tell you from the trailer. But the trailer tells me that the whole movie is going to be the JSA showing up, having a fight with him, trying to convince him to be a good guy. Then a bigger threat shows up, and they have to team up and take on the bigger threat, and then he'll be a, like a goodish guy. I mean, yeah. that feels like, and that that. I mean, obviously that's what it's going to be, but like it really just feels. Watching that trailer, it feels super paint by numbers within that, and um, a lot of the environments look really boring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it looks, it looks a little, little tedious. The, um, JSA living in the event, the X mansion, I thought was the most egregious shit I've ever seen. That really upset me. That really like the JSA lives in a brownstone. That's where they live. That's their base. I mean, they don't, whatever. Uh, I, they they don't have to. I mean, like, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not like you. I'm not gonna like hold on to the idea they live in a brownstone or whatever. I just think that you can't have them in, uh, a mansion looking, place where the grounds open up and a fucking stealth jet flies out because that's already been done a bunch of times in a bunch of X-Men movies. movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I did not like that. They couldn't even like steal the JLA's cave concept. You know what I mean? Like Harbor. Yeah. Do something like that. No, the fucking satellite, you know, like there's so many, there's so many JLA. um, If you think, if you think that a, a brownstone's too boring, there's so many JLA locations that you could just take because they're never going to get around to it. Yeah. 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 I mean, JLA's had a billion bases, so you can do not feel. Yeah, not feeling good though about uh, about this one. No, no, I thought it was very bland trailer. I was really bummed out. Really bummed out. So we'll see. I do like Hawkman. The look of Hawkman is great. I love how yeah. Hawkman looks. I'm not. I'm not wild about. Dr. Fate's helmet. It looks weird. Somebody on Twitter said this, and I can't unsee it now. They said this is just Riddick all over again, and um, Pierce Brosnan is playing Judy Dench. Oh, there you go. I mean, that I was like, oh, that, that sounds exactly like what this is. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see if it's big or not. 
We'll see how it does. They did announce well, it is coming out in China, so that should help. Good out for them. With the, with that the means money. there's nobody gay in the movie. Yes. Yeah. There you go. What else? But there's got? a demon, which I thought that you can do that in China, or is it just ghosts you can't do in China? You can't do ghosts. They can be demons, though. Okay. Okay. There you go. And that's it. That's all the news that's fit to print. That is not all the news that's fit to print. I have some news. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's about Black Adam. So, okay. um, what I'm about to say, I think, could be considered a pretty major spoiler, not for the movie itself. But for the post credit scene. Okay. So uh, I want to let you know that if you don't want to be spoiled, um, you're going to want to fast forward. Uh, you're going to want to fast forward. And uh, I will put in the show notes when you can jump to, to be safe from the spoiler that I'm about to unleash. And again, it's not for the movie, it's for the post credit scene, right? So, like, Nothing in the movie itself is going to be necessarily particularly I- impacted. Yeah. This comes from a source who I know pretty well and who I know um, definitely um, has seen what he is talking about. Like, okay. I have no question, like, not even a doubt in my mind. This is not like a random email I got or something like that. This is a person who I know pretty well. And um, they would like to be known as. Um, Danny Strong's Dick Blood is what their spy name is. Like the writer, Danny Strong. Yeah, well, there was Buffy a old, the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, there was a guy on the Ain't It Cool News talkbacks. His name was Danny Glover's Dick Blood. Okay, and I believe Judd Apatow went on like Letterman and talked about Danny Glover's Dick Blood one time. Like it was like the most famous any talkbacker ever got. So, so instead of Danny Glover's Dick Blood, this is. Uh, this is Danny Strange's Danny Strong's Danny Strong. Yeah. So I'm going to read you um, the uh, entire message that I got from this person. Okay. It's again the post credits. In this scene, Black Adam is standing in some kind of temple ruins and having a Zoom call with Amanda Waller on some kind of sure. floating hologram screen. She talks about how he's dangerous and needs to come in for questioning or whatever, and he refuses. He says something like, no one on Earth can stop me. And she says, she has some friends who aren't from Earth. Then Henry Cavill flies down and says, it's been a long time since anyone made the world so nervous. He says, we should talk. And that's it. There you go. It's Henry Cavill as Superman uh, showing up in the post credit scene of Black Adam. Now, I asked my friend, I said, is this new footage of Cavill? Yeah. Like, or are they just CGing a thing, or is this like a whatever? Um, it is a hundred percent real Cavill. Okay. Um, you see his face because my friend says, I think you see the curl. Okay. Uh, and he says it's all new, all blue screen, though. Clearly not shot with the rock. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the news. Henry Cavill, and again, this is a uh, source that I truly trust. Um, and, uh, Henry Cavill is coming back as Superman. That's pretty wild. This does call into question a lot of rumors that have been going on about Henry Cavill playing Hyperion in Loki season two. 
I really hope those rumors are not true because I want I want every event, every like convention event for Henry Cavill to not show up. That's my <laughs> that's my dream. <laughs> like I love the I love the idea that like like for the last week every goofy scoopers like he oh Henry Cavill's gonna be there, it's gonna be there. Just like they were for Comic Con, and then I I just hope he just doesn't show up and they're like, Well shit, what is this guy doing? It would be insane if he plays both these characters. That would be pretty wild. That that would be pretty nuts. I feel like Warner Brothers wouldn't like that. I feel like there would be like a non-compete clause in this contract. I don't know. I do wonder what the deal with that is. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, you know what? At the end of the day, maybe I'll get, get proved wrong. We'll find out in about a month and a, and a week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this is a, a good source, so I feel pretty strong about it. So when you do go on Reddit and post about this, guys, uh, you can say that, in fact, uh, Dave Faraci uh, did, in fact, say. Dave Faraci. Dave did, in fact, say that Henry Cavill Superman is showing up at the post credit scene of Black Adam. Making news. Making news. I also have um, a scoop about that ending scene. What's that? Uh, I hear that The Rock is naked and he hangs dong in the movie. No. <laughs> he introduces Superman to the Little Rock. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, he's like, I wish I had a hierarchy of, of the power of DCU is going to change. He says, I'm The Rock and this is my Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Uh, so now, if 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 what my friend is telling me is true, and again, I truly do believe it is, what do you think this means? They must have be signing Cavill to a brand new deal, right? I would think so. Yes, I would think that means he's going to show up on other stuff. You think that David Zaslov came in and was like, "Fucking, just give this guy whatever money he needs." Like, I mean, like, I wonder, like, what the deal was. I either that or somewhere they were like, "Hey, man, you're contracted for this," so. Time to do it. I like the but idea of like fucking like, drag Henry Cavill kicking and screaming to do a fucking blue screen shoot for the Black Adam movie. Gun to his head. <laughs> they got to destroy dog. all your Warhammer figures if you don't do this. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. I like I like that idea. Um, I suspect I suspect they must have worked out a deal because the whole point of showing yes. his face here is to establish that this is the Superman of the DCEU moving forward. Yes. Yeah. 10, was it 10 years? How, when, when, did, when did Man of Steel come out? Man of Steel was 2013, right? So we're going to come up on 10 years. 2012, maybe? I think it was before Avengers, right? So it would have... Fucking nuts. It was 2012 or 2013. Maybe 2011. It was somewhere in there, that three-year period. I don't know. It was a long like, time ago. Well, it's like coming up on 10 years, and this guy's been in three fucking movies. Um, right? He's just been in three movies. That's it, right? Super, the- Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League. That's so crazy. Yeah. Somehow the Flash has been in more stuff than he has. Yes, he has. Um, so that's 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 my scoop, and on this is going to be the point where uh, you're going to be able to come back in. So, okay, so that's our news for this week. Are you ready to talk about the latest episode of She-Hulk? I am. Let's do it. <laughs> It's Madison time. Hit it. She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Season 1, Episode 4. Is this not real magic? Um, I, I have to get this out of the way right at the beginning of this episode. Because I, 
I can't wait for later and I need to know what this is going to be like for the next half hour, 40 minutes of my life. I loved this episode. How did you feel about it? Best episode of the show so far. Okay, good. I'm so glad. I get worried that we're going to do one of these and I like loved it and you're going to be like, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. This is exactly what every episode should be. It's funny. It's got an action scene. It's got character beats. Uh, Fantastic. A fantastic episode through and through from beginning to end. Fantastic. So good. So good. And uh, it's an episode that after it ended, I was like this. I wish that this show was 22 episodes per season because like this – this is such a good episode and it's a kind of like, I don't want to say like a tossed off episode, but it's a little bit of a tossed off episode, but it's like this fucking is, brilliant within it. It's funny to me that you like this because watching this episode, I was like, this is the most USA network episode of the show so far. And I'm, I'm a fan of like monk and psych. And th- this feels like one of those to me, this episode, like from the cold open and like, it just has that feel to it of like, I mean, it's not a mystery. Obviously they're not trying to solve a murder or anything like monk and psych. But the whole setup of like, what are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? And like, it's all solved by the end of the 22 minutes and it's done. And I loved it. This felt like one of the funnier episodes of Angel to me. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. That's what this felt like. It felt like a funny yeah. episode of Angel. Um, so that's like, not even Buffy, but Angel specifically. Um, yeah, like when they take over Wolfram and Hard, you could see this being an episode. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so the episode opens with, uh, with some ridiculous music. And at first I was like, oh, no, what is going on here? <laughs> and then we realize the camera comes into the uh, mystic. Is it the mystic? Not the mystic castle. What is it? What are they? No, it is. It? It's mystic castle. Instead mystic of magic castle? castle. Yeah. So the magic castle. And then we see on stage a, uh, a, a, a magician named Donnie Blaze. Blaze. Yeah. Not Johnny Blaze. Donnie Blaze. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he is like a classic douchebag Vegas magician with his shirt open and all that kind of shit. And he is doing like kind of like low rent magic to a largely bored audience. He'll do his little tricks. And then every time he does one, he goes, Donnie Blaze. <laughs> Donnie Blaze. And I like this. What I really like about this is it, it's something I had not thought about, although it's the kind of thing I greatly love is like, oh, everyone knows that magic is real. So like magic shows suck now. Yeah, because everyone has seen Doctor Strange, like yep. in existence. So it's like, wow, great! You made a, a rabbit come out of a hat. Wow, <laughs> a week ago, Doctor Strange fought a, an eye monster in the middle of Manhattan. <laughs> like, like it's just not impressive anymore. You know? Yeah, it's just not. And so that's Donnie Blaze's problem: is that he finds himself in a world where his uh, prestidigitation. Uh, just no longer wows him. And he calls for uh, a volunteer from the audience and a young woman raises her hand very excitedly, calls her up. She's quite, she's quite loaded. She's quite, quite drunk. She's the and new star of the MCU. She is the new star of the MCU. Her name is Madison with two N's and a Y, but not where you think it is. And <laughs> when she first comes on stage, she's like really funny. And I'm like, okay, this is funny. This is a funny bit. Yeah. Um, she becomes by the end of this episode, like one of my favorite characters. Like she's yeah, so she's incredible. Fantastic. She's absolutely fantastic. I hope she keeps showing up. I hope I really do. I really hope we see more of Madison. So she comes on stage and he does a trick with like changing colors of, of roses. And she's like, these roses don't even smell like anything. And the audience is just so fucking bored. So then though, there is an older man in the, in the, the wings who is like rooting for Donnie blaze and tells him like, do the thing. 
And he doesn't want to, but then he does pull out of his pocket a sling ring as seen in the Doctor Strange films. And he does open a portal on stage. This finally gets the audience pretty psyched. This is cool magic. Unfortunately, uh, what happens is that Madison does fall through the portal uh, into another universe. And so she, we then cut to Kamartage where Wong is, uh, settling in for an evening, watching the Sopranos where he dances to the opening. He he dances to the opening and he's got his snack. He's got like some kind of like bread snack. Like, I don't know exactly what it is. It might be like raisin bread, I think, but he's holding it like a cigar. It's so good. Like he's totally doing a Tony Soprano. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. And, um, as he starts watching the show, Madison falls out of the ceiling and she's heart. (laughs) (laughs) She's like very chill about all of this. And she explains to Wong that she has just spent a bunch of days hopping from dimension to dimension that Donnie Blaze sent her into a dimension. I mean, the long and the short of it is she entered in a fire dimension and then she uh, met up with a demon uh, who just needed six drops of her blood. <laughs> yes, a demon goat. <laughs> yeah. To send her along to her next destination. So she has been bouncing around, not the multiverse, but the different dimensions. Yeah. And, and then... Uh, she mentions that it is Donnie Blaze that did it. Um, yes. But and that 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 makes Wong pretty upset. But what makes Wong really upset is that Madison sees that he's watching The Sopranos, and she says, "Oh my God, this is the episode where they kill Adriana." Which props to Madison; she gets it just by the episode title because nothing else is on the screen. Long term parking is a pretty famous episode title, but still, I mean, that's pretty impressive. It is pretty good. Uh, and then uh, Wong is furious because yes. he was just about to. This is his first time through the Sopranos, and he's yep. just about to watch this episode, and she spoils it. And you know who else was furious? Who? The internet. I can imagine they do two huge spoilers in this episode. Fifteen yeah, year old show. It's actually twenty, I think, at this point. It's definitely well over a decade. You can't complain about spoilers anymore no you can't you can't um it's, it's like really i do love that they fucking do that though like i i honestly do love that they do like hard spoilers yeah. oh like, it's hilarious it's hilarious because the second one in particular is like a fucking hard spoiler yes like if you're watching the show it becomes quite clear to you that adriana's gonna get knocked off like it's not it doesn't seem like that crazy uh but like the second spoiler is like woof that really is yep. going to ruin your experience. Um, yeah. Good for that, them. That, that, that is the moment where you're like, oh, this is this is the end. Um, uh, so Wong is mad, but what he's really mad, he doesn't even blame Madison for spoiling him. He blames Donnie Blaze. So now he's super fucking mad that Donnie Blaze is misusing magic and also has forced him to be spoiled on the Sopranos. Yes. Um, so uh, she, uh, he, he, decides he has to take action. Um, we, uh, we see Jen at home and she's talking directly to us and she says, yep. are you happy now? Like you got Wong. Like, isn't this, isn't this good for you? That gives us Twitter armor for the week. Yeah, exactly. Which she's wrong about. Yes. Sadly enough, because that twerking thing last week was so fucking omnipresent as a complaint. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I, it was totally out. I had, I had to write a thing about it. Like it was like outrageous, but yeah. you know what? To Marvel's credit, they put out a She-Hulk poster. Yep. That is She-Hulk and Megan the Stallion twerking. Yeah, like, fuck you. Yeah. 
I kind of love it. This has been a really great week for that because um, Eric Kripke of the boys told yep. uh, toxic fans to go eat a bag of dicks. Yep. And fuck off to the sun. Yep. And the entire cast of Lord of the Rings posted like a message saying like, go fuck off if you're racist. And so did the four hobbits or three the of the four, four hobbits. hobbits. No, they all did too because um, uh, well, Sean Astin wore a hat. He's not in the photo. Okay. Because he's not in the photo. With the- There's a photo of him wearing a hat with the same message. Okay. That's good. Like Which that. says you belong here, right? That's what it says? Yes. Oh, uh, uh, you belong here or, or all are welcome here or something like that? Yeah. yeah. And it's... Uh, and it shows like different ears of different colors. Different elf ears, different different colors. Yeah. Um. So this was the you week where... You know what I realized? What? Somebody should take the four hobbits and make a Marx Brothers style movie with them. Like Which not as one? the hobbits, but like... Who's Gummo? Well, I wouldn't use Gummo. Who's Zeppo? Uh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin Zeppo, huh? Yeah. Okay, so break down the rest of them. Uh, 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 Elijah Wood would be Groucho. Okay. Dominic Moynihan would be uh, uh, Chico. And uh, what's the other guy's name? I forgot his name. Billy Boyd would be Harpo. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. And I'm not saying like a directly like just go make a Marx Brothers movie, but like a Marx Brothers style movie where it's Put like them in, four a zany, guys in a zany, in a zany uh, thing. Like it's crazy yeah. to me that none of the, that they have not done anything together again. That is funny, isn't that? Yeah, that is. I like mean, Moynihan and, and Boyd have worked together again, right? So like they had like a, a reality show, I think, didn't they? Uh, I don't know, but uh, I will say that a number of these guys lived together after the movie. Um, a couple of them box each other at Fantastic Fest. Um, and I will say this, and I say this with all love. This is no disrespect. These guys are gettable. Like, yeah. if you want to put all four of them in a movie, you could probably You can do off. it. Yeah. 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 And that's a good point. I, I think it would be fun. I think people and would like to see them together. Yeah, again. it's been a minute. I think people like to see them all together again, doing a little bit of fun stuff. Yeah. And it seems like they're all still friends. Like, they're still they friends. They definitely are. Yeah, they, they know they are definitely friends. Yeah. They definitely are friends. Um, but she was wrong about, but this was the week where fandom fought back. This was a yes. pretty great week. I thought. Yes. And that was the thing that I wrote, which is like, it's just, it's time to tell people to fuck off. Like it's that we're no more of this. You, you are not a fan. Like you're just not a fan. Yeah. And we're not going to, we're not going to continue claiming, Oh, star Wars fandom is toxic because you're not a fan. So star Wars fandom is in fact not toxic because you're a fucking phony. Yes. And I think that's the future. And I was so happy to see that Eric Kripke, obviously a subscriber to this Patreon, uh, uh, already has, has took my took my words to heart. Yes. Um, she, right Jen, uh, uh, tells us, yeah, that there is a uh, plot armor. We learn that she is having a hard time dating. Um, she's on she's on Matcher. She's almost not. She hasn't finished her profile yet. Yeah. And uh, Nikki's giving her a hard time about that. Yeah. Um, and her clothes so, as well. She gives her a hard time about, right? Yeah, she or gives her a hard time about her clothes. Why are you wearing this thing? And she, and Jen's like, it's very hard to find clothes in this size. Yeah. Uh, so um, she's at now at the office. Somebody pointed out a really good well, thing to me. her dad shows up first, doesn't he? Wait, before that, somebody, I, I, we'll get to that in a second. It's like, so, okay. But I want to, before I forget about this, the CGI in the show is awful when she's in the office. It's the lighting. 
it's when it's darker, it looks like when she's in the Mystic Castle, it looks great. When and when she's, she's on, on, the, on date. the date, it looks great. Yeah, it's the lighting. When, when it's just harsh light, it does not it does not look good. I mean, what a huge. I mean, I understand why you make her office all windows and light. I get it. Like, but also, what a terrible mistake. Like, what a huge mistake. Yeah, because uh, it looks bad. It looks yeah. so bad in the office. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, her dad shows up. Um, uh, just to remind us that he's in the show and that at the end of to, to remind and, us also and he's like, end. I'm going to set up security systems for you. And, and I got a shovel and she says, don't be ridiculous. Uh, but that's she it. There's not, she doesn't say that, but she there is, have. there is uh there's not much to that. I don't know if they're setting something up or they're just like, they got Marklin Baker for her dad is there, I guess. Yeah. They got Marklin Baker for five episodes. So they're going to really yeah. use him. I don't know. <laughs> or, or at some point soon, she's going to kill someone and they're going to have to bury him in the yard. <laughs> And they want to set up the shovel and the idea of digging holes. Or uh, maybe he's already a murderer because when she says, what's the shovel for? He says, we're digging. Don't ask anything else. So maybe he's already got bodies. What a reveal that would be. That would be um, pretty wild. She, she's in the office with Nikki. And then all of a sudden, Wong busts in uh, through his portal. And he wants to hire Jennifer Walters. The basics here is that he says that Donnie Blaze used to be a student at Camartage for about three days. And they kicked him out. Yeah. And I guess they don't reclaim the sling ring. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. You know, or maybe he stole it. He might have. I guess he might have stolen it. But you think you'd keep track of those? He he got kicked out because he used his sling ring to bring his frat buddies to the carmitage. Yeah, and and three kegs. Yeah, three kegs. Yeah. Um, and uh, he wants to sue Donnie Blaze for misuse of this magic for cheap human tricks. Cheap human tricks. Yes. And uh, this opens up the question of whether or not you could sue somebody for this in the first place. And it opens up the question of whether or not this shit's been trademarked or copywritten, like there's, and which none of it has been. Or if there's an NDA or anything. There's an like NDA that. or is there a contract? None of this stuff exists because yeah. why would it, right? Like he's like, no, they make a sacred vow to Camartage and they go, okay, good. Is that in writing? He goes, no, it's spoken, uh, <laughs> which is like really great. I like the idea that Wong's thing is that he's going to show up and sue the shit out of this guy as opposed to show up and beat the shit out of this guy. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, he says to her, my goal here is to convince other people not to do this. Yeah. And, you know, beating the shit out of somebody only carries so much weight. Uh, but a big lawsuit, that feels like it uh, actually scares people off from doing uh, things they shouldn't be doing. So uh, he's trying to make a real uh, uh, example out of Donnie Blaze. We should take a quick step back and mention that he is not Johnny blaze, but there is a Danny blaze. Yes. But he doesn't seem to be that guy either. No. Really wild. They would let the show call him that. I meant to look it up and see if Johnny blaze has a brother named Donald or something. He has a brother named Danny. Oh, okay. He does. Okay. Danny catch turns out to be Danny blaze. Really? Danny catch is the second, uh, ghostwriter. Okay. Well, not the second, but like the 1990s ghostwriter. Yeah. Yeah, and, the um, or maybe the fourth, I'm not even sure at this point. I think um, because there's the, the Western one, there's right? the Western one, there's Johnny blaze, but there might've been another one too. Okay. Um, anyway, Danny catch though, with a very popular nineties one, uh, he ends up being revealed that he's like the half brother of Johnny blaze. Yeah. So it's like really weird that they would do this. And I like, it feels very pointed. I wonder, I mean, like, this is the kind of show I feel like 
either She-Hulk would turn to the camera and say he's not related to Johnny Blaze or turn to the camera and say, isn't it crazy how much this sounds like Johnny Blaze? Yeah, I, I think that's too fourth wall breaking for the show. Because she doesn't know Johnny Blaze yet. Because she doesn't know Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze has not been introduced to the MCU at this point. You Interesting know, it's not Deadpool, like Because right. Deadpool would do that, right? Like, right. Deadpool knows the movies, the comics, the cartoons. He yeah, like, like in Deadpool 2, when Juggernaut shows up, he's like, oh my God, I have all your comics. Like, right. You know, so that that's his deal. That's an extra layer of fourth wall breaking that I don't think She-Hulk does. Interesting. So, um, they, uh, he hires, uh, Jen to, uh, to take You should also case. point out though, that the guy playing, uh, Donnie blaze, he's not a nobody actor. Like he's like, he's not a huge actor, but he's a recognizable actor. What is he from? Know? He was the asshole director on entourage. Remember that okay. guy? No. And he, you don't remember the the guy who was a big asshole, and he's also on. I think you do should remember be, the guy who was a big asshole in Entourage. I know, I, I do. I know. I mean, that's a real. He was. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be like the Buffalo '66 director. What's that guy's name? He was Vincent to be like Gallo. Character. Yeah, he's supposed to be like Vincent Gallo, and then he's on. I think you should leave in the uh, the Bones or Money sketch. Oh wow, is he? Yeah, he's the uh, he's the other guy in that one. I did not realize that. Yep. I think that actually qualifies him as not a recognizable actor. I well, I recognize him, and I think but I'm saying right. I think that when they were casting a lot of people for that show, part of the premise was they were not casting people that you knew. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like Sam Richardson shows up because they had a show together, but like otherwise, a lot of the other people on that that show up on that. One of the things that's great about I think you should leave is that the sketches are not just populated with like a bunch of UCB jackasses. Yeah which is like one of my favorite things about it. Um, well, anyway, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a working actor, so it does seem like potentially they're doing, uh, who knows, who knows at this point. Um, so the, it's going to be a pretty big problem. This, this is not a good lawsuit and Jen's not really psyched to be taking it on. Cause it's just not a good case, frankly. Yeah. Um, and it's a real, it's a real uphill battle and she, she knows it. So, they go to and, and this, this is one thing where I appreciate the 22 minute sequence, like set up because, in an hour long, she would then have to go to her boss and the boss would be like, you have to take the case across the blah, 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 blah. And there'd be like a five minute scene for that, that we don't need just to get right. to her taking the case. So here it's like, she knows it's a waste of time, but she's going to take the case anyway. Do you it. think that, um, Wong subscribes to HBO max or do you think he's on somebody else's account? I hope he subscribes. I hope he's not stealing. But no, not stealing. But what if he just uses Stephen Strange's password? Oh, he probably just uses Stevens. Yeah, that's good. He point. didn't. He didn't have enough money to get Ben and Jerry's. But he wasn't Sorcerer Supreme, which that does leave the question of what what do they use for money in Carmitage, and how is he paying the law firm? He worked at the Target in Carmitage, so <laughs> there is money. <laughs> I guess there is. I love that there's a Target. In there that's is money. So amazing to me. It's <laughs> so great. Um, there is, in fact, money. Uh, I don't know. I'm curious. So, if it, that's his HBO Max, or if he's just using somebody else's password, like do they do they all just share HBO Max? That kind could of be. There is a group of people on the internet who these are. I don't think these are the toxic fans, but I keep seeing it trying to figure out how Wong stops being Sorcerer Supreme so Doctor Strange can become Sorcerer Supreme again. And I'm like, I 
I don't need that to happen. Yeah, I'm fine with with Wong being Sorcerer Supreme and Doctor Strange not being Sorcerer Supreme. I think it's fine. It actually feels like it's better for storytelling because that yeah. lets it's like it's like a cop movie. You want to have the cop has a sergeant who's yeah. like giving him one last chance or whatever. Hand Do you know what I mean? Ring. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's like the thing. And so I don't want Wong to become his assistant or servant again. I want no. Wong to remain Sorcerer Supreme so that Doctor Strange is free to go off and do like whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yes, I agree. Um, I agree. But people are like they're like, "Oh, maybe this episode is setting up this episode and the Blonsky are setting up that he's not um serious enough to be Sorcerer Supreme." Yeah. I'm like, no, he definitely is. Because I've seen that too, and I've seen people be like, but, you know, in uh, Endgame, the the ancient one, when, when she's talking to Hulk, says that that uh, Doctor Strange is supposed to be the, the greatest Sorcerer Supreme of all time, but we didn't get to see that. It's like, well, he she says he's the best of us. That could just mean magic users. And also, I think him figuring out the way to save all of reality is a pretty good uh, sign of being the best. It's a big one. It is a big yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, it is a big one. Also, frankly, when they wrote that scene, they didn't know that they were going to make Doctor Strange not Sorcerer Supreme, I think. Yeah. I think that that was a thing that happened when they started figuring out what the consequences of the blip were. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if they said, oh, when he shows up, that Wong will just give him the title back. But then somebody else said, no, let's let Wong keep the title. It's much more interesting that way. Yeah. Um, They go to court. And uh, well, first they go to um, Donnie Blaze's lawyer, who appears well, to just be his lawyer, his, his manager. It seems is it his manager? Because later on, the lawyer shows up in court, and he's a magician too in their shop. Yeah, it's an older man. Uh, they go to uh, his office. It is very well set decked. I think it yeah. looks great. And they try. They go there with a cease and desist, and they're like, "Okay, yes. just cut it out. Like this is stop doing this." And uh, there's like a very good back and forth. Donnie Blaze is truly unlikable. Yes. I mean, like next level unlikable. He's the worst. Um, This old manager hype man. I love. He's really funny. He's really funny. (laughs) I love when she hands him the cease and desist and he like does a little hand wave and then it's gone. He's like, what cease and desist? And and his hype man manager goes, fantastic. (laughs) Well, and then she's, and then Jess says, I can see it sticking out of your shirt. (laughs) The hype man pushes it in and goes, no, you don't. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, this is such a good episode, man. And this is this great. is. I'm gonna watch this episode ten times. I feel like. Um, uh, so he won't do it. So now they have to actually sue. So now yeah. it's gonna start getting pretty heavy. Um, I don't have my uh, timelines so strong here. Does now Jen go home and uh, start doing a She-Hulk matcher profile? Right. No, not yet. No, that's later. She is at the bar now, right? And and she and uh, oh, right, she's out with Nikki, and some douchebag comes over. Yeah, like like, I hate to see it. Two ladies sitting alone. Like, well, we're not alone. We're sitting two of us. Yeah. Uh, And so uh, Nikki's whole thing is like, you can't just be Jen Walters on Matcher. You have to like she hulks what everybody wants, and Jen doesn't want to be that. Um, uh, I'm gonna actually uh, sort of like take that storyline on its own for a second. And um, she creates a She-Hulk matcher profile. She has a great little sequence where she does a bunch of selfies that I really enjoyed. Yeah. 
when the when the CGI works, it really works. I think when they when they're doing the face, like sometimes it really just works. Yeah. Um, it's like a lot of like moving stuff. Like when she's walking and like around in the in the office, it looks like shit. But I thought this was very charming. The the selfie bit. I agree. She creates a She-Hulk profile, and within ten seconds, she's got like twenty matches. Yes. Um, they uh go to trial, and uh, things are not looking so great. Um, they have a Johnny has his other lawyers who are also a magician. Later on, he's pulling uh, scarves out of his ties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so hard, and they're all just going magic, magic. <laughs> like, like we, it was borderline. Like Arrested Development, this scene. I was like, this I mean, is like, crazy. It really is Joe Bluth. We demand to be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like, like when when Donnie Blaze stands up and and he's like, "Is this is this not magic?" And he sets off the smoke bomb, and then he's, he's wearing a different suit. He's like, "Changes color, magic." Donnie Blaze. <laughs> I was like, this is so, so good. It's so good. Um, things are not going so well in uh, the trial, and. Uh, one of the problems is they don't have a witness who will explain just exactly how dangerous what Donnie Blaze is doing is. So against Wong's wishes, he opens up a portal and pulls Madison out of a nightclub. Yeah. Where she's going to do a high school dance. And she turns Wongers. Uh, she comes and she realizes that she's in a courtroom. She says, Oh, is this because they did they did they catch you texting? Just say that you were texting nine one one and they can't they can't prosecute. Yeah. So good. And, and Jen's like, no, that that is not what this is, and also that is not a real thing. And so they put Madison on the stand. Um, well, this is how you give know. Her drink to the to the bailiff, to which she says, "You can finish it. I'm not sick." It's so good. Um, <laughs> she's so good. She's so good. She's, uh, she's amazing. I you know I I have to say. This is um, a bit where you have to have this as a comedy show because there's just no way in a real courtroom she gets to take the stand. Yeah, no, not a million years. There is just not a chance. There is no. just, I mean, she's obviously drunk. They don't even swear her in. Uh, but anyway, well, she they takes kind of do. She, she She sits down and holds up her hand and goes, I'll tell the truth. <laughs> like, and then that's it. Uh, this actress's name is Patty Guggenheim, by the way. She's great. Um, she's really terrific. I mean, like, I thought she was really incredible. Um, she tells her story about traveling through the different dimensions, about meeting Jake, the demon goat. Yes. And to which Donnie Blaze's manager says, I know Jake. And uh, she says that she can't go into the details because he says, Jake says that um, if she does, he will reap her soul and he'll reap the souls of all the, all those that she loves. And she goes, Oh, so, so dramatic. I hate drama. Yeah. Um, and so they're like, well, was this a terrifying, what was your emotional state? And she explains that the experience was scary and then it was fun. And then it was scary again, but like in a spooky way and then it was fun. And then it was scary. And Donnie Blaze's lawyer is like, well, your honor, like Donnie Blaze gave her a spooky, fun experience, which in my professional estimation is the entire point of a magic show. And it does, in fact, look like things are going pretty bad. And um, Donnie Blaze and his and his counsel begin doing a bunch of magic tricks. The 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 judge tells him to stop setting off smoke bombs in the courtroom. But when he pulls out a rabbit, she is totally taken by the cute little bunny. 
Yes. And so they want to get this cease and desist enforced, um, at least as a temporary injunction until they can go to actual trial because they're not, they're not really at trial yet. And the judge decides because the bunny is so cute that she's going to let Donnie blaze continue to perform his livelihood and continue doing magic until such time as the trial begins. And, um, Wong gives a whole speech about how this is like endangering, not the just this reality, yeah. the fabric reality, this dimension, the multiverse, uh, the universe, both known and unknown, every, every living being. And, um, this actually gets Don, Donnie Blaze kind of hyped. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it well, feels I, I like, like it because he finishes his speech and the Madison goes case closed. And the judge goes, <laughs> case is not closed. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, she's just so fucking charming. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's crazy because she's a one joke character. Um, but the other joke is that Wong likes her. Yes. And, uh, there's that begrudging relationship. You're like, Oh, Wong sees something in her. So I see something in her. So the judge says we are going to, um, you know, go to, we'll go to trial in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, he can continue to work. She says dismissed, and uh, Donnie gets a, gla- a look in his eyes. Like, oh, I think I can really do some good shit. And then uh, Madison says, hey, Wongers, you want to go for, for some Froyo? And uh, he's, he says no at first, but she convinces him. And uh, I forget the exact well, – she, she says, if we go, we can talk about Sopranos. And he says, fine, but no no more spoilers. I'm still not through it all. And then she's like, that's okay. I get, I stopped watching when – when Tony Biden. Tony killed Christopher, okay. <laughs> he's like, "No, what?" It's so funny. It's a that's such a huge fucking spoiler. It's like next level. Yeah. Uh, I hope people listening to this podcast. I have to imagine people listening to this podcast have finally have made it through this. It's, it's fifteen twenty years. Time's up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Time's up. Imagine if when we were young, people treated the ending of Planet of the Apes like a spoiler. It'd be insane. Because that was just like, you just Any walked into the world knowing that yeah. was a spoiler. Like what? Yeah. How that movie ended? Yeah, yeah. More people probably know the ending of Planet of the Apes the original than have actually seen the movie. Oh, for sure, a hundred percent for sure. There's not a doubt in my mind. You know, there's um, a whole Simpsons episode of it, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Jen goes home and. Uh, we then end up in a uh, in a date montage, which seems like she's doing all these dates on one evening. I'm not really 100 percent sure what the exact timeline of this is. Yeah, it's a little confusing, uh, but you know, uh, it's, it's sitcommy. It's sitcommy, yeah. And so yeah. we see all her bad dates, and they're bad dates. So um, there's a guy up what seems to be a bowling alley. I'm not they're sure. They're at a bowling alley, yeah, uh, which is a very good LA date thing. There's a couple of very good bowling alleys that make terrific first date spots. Yeah. Um, bowling's a great first date because yeah. there's drinking, there's food. It's a little bit relaxed. There's an activity. There's an activity. Right. Yeah. And so you're not feeling like super like stuff, stuffy. Um, but also you're not like just hanging out at a bar. Like yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it's one of the better first date activities. Um, you get to wear shoes you don't own. Exactly. Every, that's very exciting. Um, and yeah, he's a, just a, he's a self-involved douchebag. He talks about being a New Yorker. He lived there for 18 months, 14 months, uh, 14 months and he's yeah. an entrepreneur. He doesn't know for what yet, but he's an entrepreneur. Yeah. And uh, that doesn't go well. We get another date where she's talking to a guy who um, just keeps asking her lore questions about herself. 
Well, for, first there's the guy who asked her how much she can lift. She can deadlift. And oh, she yeah. She says a ton. And he goes, I can do 600 pounds. I'm not even a superhero. And then he turns and yells at the wait staff. Yeah, he yells at the wait staff. And then uh, the, the the guy who calls her a specimen when he's asking yeah. about her powers. I have a feeling that guy's going to come back. Yeah, that guy's coming back. Uh, yeah. They actually have, and that's not even a, the I have the a feeling Disney, we've already seen that guy, actually. The Disney Plus materials have made it clear that he is. Oh, have they? Okay, I didn't see that. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's already shown up before this as well. When? I think uh, there's one uh, member of the Wrecking Crew who has a, a, a ski mask on. I think that, that's him. Could be. Yeah, he asks her questions like, how much can you lift? And then he asks her, is her skin truly impenetrable, even with vibranium? Uh, it's like very funny. Because like when you're first watching it, you're like, oh, this is just a dork. Like this is the questions yeah. that like a nerd asks because he wants the the info. But yeah. then it it, it, it it becomes sinister and weird, especially when he calls her a, an incredible specimen. Yes. And then she goes on a date with a hot doctor and the hot doctor says everything right. The hot doctor um, – Says like, you know, I'm so tired of talking about myself. Let's talk about you. He's a pediatric oncologist, which means he deals with kids with cancer. Yeah. Um, when he says and he's he in says medicine, she goes, right. well, he says when she says he's in medicine, she goes, oh, do you sell Adderall? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He decides, he says, let's, let's order a plate of fries. And uh, if I thought for sure that this guy was a villain. Okay. Because I thought for sure he was saying all the right things to get yeah. close to her to get the blood. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, I can but see they that. go they go home together, and it starts to begin to get like a little bit romantic at home as they're talking. Um, when all of a sudden Wong busts in with a portal. See what's happened is that Donnie Blaze was doing another magic show at the Mystic Castle, and he decided to lean into the portal shit. And what he did this time was he opened a portal in the floor to uh, a hell dimension. And uh, oh no, actually, I got that backwards. He uh, well, no, that's correct, right? He no, gets, that's right. And then he pulls a bird out of it, and the bird uh, lays an egg, and the egg opens up, and a little gargoyle comes out of the egg. Yep. And then it begins attacking, uh, and then um, he tries to send the gargoyle back into the portal, but the gargoyle cr- crawls out and is then followed by a hundred of his best friends. Yes. And so now the crowd is being attacked by these little gargoyles that are flying around. I thought they looked terrific. They look great. They looked awesome. It's a fun design. Yeah. And they continue to be fun looking as they get bigger. Yes. They're both silly and cool, I think, at the same time. It's the kind of design that I was hoping that the demons in Sandman would have. Mm, yeah. 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 So um, Donnie Blaze calls Wong for help. And Wong is like, I'm only going to help you because this is for the universe. This is not for you. I'm, not, I'm helping you. I'm helping the universe. Uh, and so uh, while Jen is on this date, she's ignoring her phone. And so Wong, when he busts through the portal, he's, try, he's trying to take care of these demons. When he busts through the portal to her apartment, he's like, why aren't you answering your phone? And then he looks and sees the hot doctor. He goes, oh, I, I see why. And he says, you have to come with me. And he goes, why do I feel like your father right now? Which I thought was very, very funny. Yeah. And then they have a fight scene with these demons and um, she's like throwing the demons around. They don't die. She can't nope. kill them. She can crush them, but they don't die. And they begin growing. And so the issue here, not so much that they're like a danger to her as they are like a, a supreme annoyance, basically. Yes. 
And if they get out of the Mystic Castle, they can be very dangerous. Right. It's very, very bad. So yeah. she's like standing, like throwing demons, trying to throw them into this portal that Wong has opened up. He's using his lasso, his magic lasso to 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 corral them. She's fighting these demons and they get bigger and bigger. It's a pretty good sequence. And it's like and a they, lot of fun. They're tossing them into like a, an ice dimension from the looks of it. Either ice dimension or Antarctic, which is what he did in um, in Infinity War. Yeah. I, I, in this, I feel like it's an ice dimension. That, that's my theory. Pro- probably. Um, they do eventually manage to get the demons uh, into the um, into Holy the hole. What? I just realized twice now in, in last week's episode in this episode, Wong says uh, I can put them in the mirror dimension. And I just realized we saw the mirror dimension in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And we saw it in the first one, Doctor Strange, too. No, but you, I'm I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of, of when he when uh, Doctor Strange traps Wanda in that like space of mirrors, and she keeps getting cut up. Yeah, but the, the mirror dimension was in the first Doctor Strange, and is also in Spider Man No Way Home. But but I is that the mirror dimension, or is that something yeah? He calls it the mirror dimension in the first really? okay. Doctor Strange. Yeah. Okay. Then what is Wanda trapped? in? I think it's the same thing. But why does it hurt her? I think it's because she's attacking it. Okay. Everybody else just like gets like trapped like in the crazy kaleidoscope of it, um, yeah. but she's attacking it. She's like okay. breaking her I way think through. It, I think. A different thing. No, it's the same thing. Okay. Um, yeah, this it is the currently the I think the best established alternate non earthly plane that we've seen so far because we've only glimpsed the dark dimension in a yeah. post credit scene. Um, they managed to get every all the demons in. Um, and they said they're down to one though. They have one demon left and, uh, it's trying to kill Donnie blaze and, and, and Jen stops it. And she says, do we, you agree to the, 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 uh, to the terms of the cease and desist? Um, otherwise I don't know what I'm going to do with this demon right now. And, uh, he does agree. And so yeah. that's how she wins the case. Well, she wins the case. Maybe. He's yeah. like, maybe. <laughs> she wins the case. She wins the case by threatening, uh, the opponent. And, Which I don't but, understand the court. <laughs> All that she has to do is make him give up the fucking sling ring. I think that's all that really matters, right? Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I, so I really like this business. I thought it was really a fun action scene because the stakes are very low, all, all things considered. And the show knows that and it's not trying to make it feel like anything yes. except yeah. two characters. I mean, the, this this show is the most episodic of the Marvel shows. But also, this like this episode feels the most like a one and done like, issue or like an, ep- an issue of Marvel team up or something like that. I mean, yeah. most Marvel team ups were with Spider-Man, but like, you know what I mean? Like this just felt like a, yeah, real one and done crossover where like Wong shows up in somebody else's comic and they have a little adventure that, that has like no, the cover would be like them fighting the demons and it would say like Wong objects. And then you get to, you know, you buy the comic and it's like, Oh, it's a trial. Yeah. And it's, and then, but also like the stakes are incredibly low. Like a lot of these yeah. like one shots, the stakes are fairly low yeah. and it, it, it doesn't really matter. And it, and they, and they write it that way so that it doesn't impact either character too much. Yeah. So this is, I don't think this is how it happens anymore, but like in the 60s, 70s and 80s, this is how it happened where the character would show up, do a thing and it wouldn't impact anybody too much so that when the other writer of the other character's comic didn't need to worry about it. Or e- even more, a lot of the times those stories were ones that they just had in the drawer. Yeah. ready to go in case the issue like the writers or artists of the series were running late right so now you have like one on on file like where they all you have to do is like update wong's costume to make sure it's the current costume that he wears yeah. in the comic or whatever 
Yeah. Yeah, it really felt like that. And I those are some of my favorite comics as a kid. I agree. And I love the one and done. And so it was really delightful to have a, uh, an episode that felt a lot like a one and done. And again, the stakes are just perfectly low. Yes. Um, I am surprised that nobody has asked why he goes to She-Hulk for help as opposed to like Doctor Strange or somebody else at Camartage. And I don't care that he does because this no. is the discussion that we've had as comic book people. I understand why Iron Man doesn't call the Avengers every time something happens. And Juan goes there because it's She-Hulk's story. Right. He's in, he's in a She-Hulk story, so he has to go to She-Hulk for help. I mean, that's like, there's the answer. Like, that's the whole. But there's a lot of people that watch these things that don't understand that particular storytelling logic. And they kind of seem to often get hung up on that stuff. Um, But again, for me, I was like, oh, of course. Why would he go back to Comartage or get somebody from Comartage? It's a She-Hulk story. He has to get She-Hulk. That's the way it works. Yeah. Um, so she gets teleported finally after everything works out. She gets teleported back home. She lands directly on the guy, the hot doc on the couch. He's reading Roxanne Gay's Bad Feminist um, to really seal up his bona fides as too good to be true. And they make out a little bit. And then Jen picks him up and carries him into the bedroom. He's covered in demon goo. Yeah, Covered in demon goo. Uh, the next morning, Jen wakes up. And she is Jen. She's not She-Hulk. And she is wearing an oversized shirt. She's making breakfast. She has that post-coital glow. She had a great night. And um, she is, what is she watching TV, right? Uh, Nikki texts her and says, hey, you got to turn on the TV. Oh, yeah. And so there's a Titania thing. Yeah, she's been cleared of all charges. Right. Titania's been cleared of all charges. And... uh, as she's watching this hot doctor comes into the living room and he's like, um, who are you? And she's, Oh, it's me. I'm, I'm she Hulk. I'm just not she Hulk right now. And he's immediately turned off. He's just yeah. totally. So if he were a villain trying to get her blood, this is the time to do it clearly. Yeah. And so the fact that he has just turned off means that he's the worst kind of villain. Somebody who doesn't find Tatiana Maslany very attractive. I, yes. But also I feel he feels he's been lied to. I think he thought that She-Hulk was just She-Hulk. He didn't know that. I don't think he thought that like, because we uh, had a whole, she had a whole conversation with him about how she was forced to oh, turn she into did, She-Hulk in she? the lobby. That's yeah. right. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's totally up front so about knows, who she is. So he definitely knows, yeah. I also think everybody knows who she is. Like this episode, I don't know if last episode. Knows. I don't know if she's like, I can see a thing where it's, she's like, she's been on like the news, but she, you know, you may not see that. She's established as famous and in this episode, especially she's established as famous. And I think that in a story like this, there's two ways that that goes. Either the character has to profess ignorance and then yeah. our famous character goes, oh, this is great. Or if the character, if it's never addressed, we have to assume the character knows who she is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's how that storytelling process works traditionally. Yeah. So I think that he knew who she, would have to know who she was, but also she did tell him that she was forced she to change yeah. and he gave her a lot of sympathy and said, how did that make you feel? Um, so he's not getting, he's not getting blindsided here. No, he's not. Also, I'm going to just say even there's like a very, you know, there is a thing about the morning after how you respond is a test of character in a lot of ways. You know what I yes. mean? Because the morning after you're looking at somebody without like, uh, you know, in full light without makeup or something like that, you know, like, like that's when you truly you're decide. Sober, yeah. 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 You'd like, how do I actually feel about this person? And the way that you handle it 
is a, is a test of character. He fails it miserably. Yes, very bad. Um, he doesn't even have like a nice breakfast with her. He's just like, no. uh, I'm going to get out of here, uh, keep my shirt. Uh, <laughs> like he can't get out of there fast enough. Yeah. And so she's very bummed out. She's like, oh, well, whatever, hot doctor. What a cliche that is. Um, and there's a knock at the door. And there's a guy who says that he has, what does he have, a cake for her? A special package. Special package. And she goes, listen, buddy, I know how to process server when I see one. And sure enough, he is serving her a subpoena. And she is being subpoenaed by Titania um, because Titania has trademarked the term She-Hulk. Yep, pretty smart. And she is now suing She-Hulk to cease and desist using the trademark term She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, And then uh, now she realizes that she's got a problem she turns to the camera and says wow this is really a bummer way to end this episode isn't it i bet there's going to be a fun tag or something and then yeah. we cut and sure enough there is a fun tag yeah and it is wong and madison hanging out on the couch in carmitage watching this is us yes and she's quizzing him about his favorite drinks <laughs> yep <laughs> it is such a good sequence it is so good it's great it's great there's something really nice too because um She's like a, a sexy young lady, but there's not like a creepy Wong vibe here. No. It's just like they're, they're, they're buds. They're buddies. They're just hanging out. They're buds. And I love yeah. the idea that they're buds. I love that they become buds. Like that's just so delightful to me and it's just so wonderful. And I just love that Wong spends all this time catching up on TV shows. I just, yes. it's just, it's just so good. What was the um, second show he was watching? Do you know? I think they were both. This is us. Where they because I've never watched This Is Us. I knew like I, I asked. I asked it, somebody. It this is us. I knew that because what's his face is standing there. But I didn't uh, know I, in that first. I one. asked somebody. I think that's. Oh, but exactly. maybe I'm wrong. When when Donnie comes in, I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I I I if somebody out there knows, let us know what the actual TV show was when he when Donnie comes in. Um, but, uh, yeah, and that's, that's the end. And then Madison, uh, emerges as the greatest new star of the MCU. Yes. Now it truly is the MCU and the she is Madison. Yes. And you don't know where the Y is. You don't know. It's one of those. It's, it's not where you think it is. Not where you think it is. Uh, I have one problem with the post-credit scene. What's that? And it's a very small thing. It's just, and it's not even a problem. It's, I'm like, oh, I wish they had done this. I wish they were eating hunka hunka, hulka hulka burning fudge ice cream. Because that's what he says his favorite ice cream is in, uh, in Infinity War. That would have been really fun. I wonder yeah. if the issue that's just like dealing with the clearance of getting a Ben and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Um, which they probably just maybe just didn't want to bother with. It just might be yeah. just too much of a hassle. Um, although that would really work in this show, though, frankly. That would like, work great. And I really, I was like, oh, that would have been fun. And they right. could have used it in more episodes. So I mean, we would could have made it worth. Yeah the the effort yeah um so we both love this episode i thought it was fantastic i mean wow. this is exactly what i want the show to be so i'm i'm down i thought this was great and like you you can't you can't say this is more of the same old same old no i mean you can people will you know because it's <laughs> the world we live in Ooh. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing is that we talked about this last week, there were already some articles saying, oh, there are too many cameos 
But I think that this show needs a lot of cameos. And this is a really good example of why. Because we already like Wong. We know Wong. Wong has a personality that we appreciate and like. And so we can plug him in here and it becomes a whole thing that we really just enjoy. Yeah, if it was just some random magic user from Carmitage, you'd be like, why isn't it Wong? <laughs> like, it would be the question. Like, oh, what, they couldn't get Wong? And that would be it. Yeah, I mean, like, and, and it's, just, it's just more fun when it's a, a recognizable character. Yeah. Because it's not serious. That's the thing. Cameos, when it's like serious, can feel maybe overwhelming. But when it's all jokes, it's yeah. totally cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I I just fucking love this episode. And again, I made me wish that it was like 20 more episodes. The, the big bummer is that we're four episodes in and we've barely had any of her supporting cast. Yes. Yeah. And I, they're great. That's much. the bummer. Yeah. Yeah. I need more pug. I agree. Um, they're, they're doing the, the thing that I was hoping they would do, which is show the difference in personality between Jen and Jen and she Hulk form that she's more, she Hulk, she's more right. confident. She's more loose. And, and I like that. That's one of the things I like in the comics. And I, I like that they're doing that here because like in the first two episodes, there's not that feel to it. Right. But I think with three and four, there has been more of that feel. So, yeah, a big way. I mean, especially like in this episode, like when she's Jen Walters and the hot doctor comes out, she's like kind of like uptight in a way that not tight, but she's like kind of like awkward in a way yeah. that She-Hulk is just not awkward. Or when She-Hulk is awkward because of the nature of She-Hulk, it doesn't come across as cringy awkward. It comes across as like charming awkward or yeah. like um, confident awkward. You know what I yeah. mean? And yeah, they're doing a really good job of, of, yeah, of creating that, 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 that dichotomy. It's really something else i mean yeah, this is like, just a, a great show man it's really well done it's re- the first episode not good but beyond that it's been very good and again the first episode is not good because it got fucked yeah yeah i think that was a bad call on their part of moving it up yeah they definitely they definitely blew it on that particular one yeah. um you got anything else you want to say about this episode before we wrap it up do you what do you think of the the master theory. The what theory? That that the master is the one that's doing this, that's trying to get her blood. The character of the master? Yes. Not the leader, the master. I'm sorry, the leader. I'm sorry. Yes, the leader. I don't think I don't think that I don't think I mean, I guess I mean keeping keeping um uh what's his name secret is I guess easy enough. Yeah. Um Tim Blake uh, Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson, but uh I don't th- think i mean maybe we'll find out i mean we'll know by we'll know we'll know within six weeks uh what what the deal is um it's funny because they're obviously are creating a little through line background mystery yeah um but i don't i don't care about it and i don't mean that like in a negative way like, but like a lot, sometimes on shows that have like a little mystery, that's like all I kind of focus on. It's like, oh, yeah. well, what, you know, like on the new Lord of the Rings, um, we talked about this, that in this time period, Sauron has, runs around with this secret identity, like in the books, like that's canon. And so a lot of fans that are watching this new Lord of the Rings are trying to figure out if any of these new characters are Sauron in disguise. And that ends up a lot of times being like what I talk about the most about that show. And I, I like that show. I'm not saying it's a bad show. I really, I quite like it. The third episode's really terrific. In fact, um, 
but just like that's like one kind of a show but this is a show where the background mystery i don't care to talk about i love talking about everything else like so like to have a little bit of a spine of a background mystery is nice but i it's not that important to me um which means that if it doesn't really pan out i'll i'll, I'll remain happy yeah I agree. So that's always the big problem with the with the background mysteries. And then the reveal happens and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. I, it, it's it's more important to have good characters that we enjoy watching, you know, than having a strong mystery, in my opinion. I had a thought yesterday that I'm going to share with the listeners here on Marvel Vision who have made it to the end of the episode. Because it's an embarrassing thought for a 48-year-old man to have. And the thought that I had is that it is not impossible that 10 years from now, I, approaching 60, will be sitting in a movie theater watching a movie about the Fantastic Four where She-Hulk has joined the team. Yep. It's not impossible. Like, yep. it, it seems actually quite plausible for like a third Fantastic Four movie or something. Yeah. You have the thing go off and she... The, end of the, the end of the second movie, the thing quits. Yeah. And then Jen joins the team. Yep. Um, She-Hulk was a member of the Fantastic Four. I think it's probably the most dominant non-original member of the team. Yes, I would agree. I would agree with that. She's like a character who joined the team and almost feels like a natural fit in the thing. Yeah. And um, But that seems plausible to me in the MCU that we'll, we'll see that. Yeah. Because I do think, you know, Mark Ruffalo gave an interview says you're, you're not going to see an Avengers movie without She-Hulk anymore. Yeah. And I do feel like this is a character they're going to go all in on. I think so. I think so. Because it's going to be fun when she shows up in a movie where she doesn't have to be fourth wall breaking. It'll be that's, the, that's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's the other fun part of it. Yeah. All right. We did it. We did a whole episode. We dropped a there scoop and everything. Uh, Derek, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter at WH underscore Woolhat. You can find me on Twitter at Devin CF. We'll be back again next week with the next episode of She-Hulk. In the, if you love superhero stuff, we have a monthly superhero podcast called Watchmen. We talk about superhero movies. We go deep into them. Um, we try to talk about the new ones that are coming out. And this month's episode is about Samaritan. The Sylvester Stallone is a washed-up superhero movie. That's an Amazon Prime original. That's available only to f- subscribers at the $5 and above level uh, at the Patreon. The Patreon is www.patreon.com slash cinema sangha s-a-n-g-h-a i would say the samaritan episode is the one that almost beat us yes yeah it was rough Uh, it was rough and there wasn't a lot to talk about and we like sometimes on that show we've got five hours on some episodes and this one we really were struggling to get to two hours so we were struggling to get to 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) most of the episode is us talking about other things so so that's going to be it for this week Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll see you again next week. In the meantime, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, may you be well. But most of all, may you remain a true believer.